The following audio may not meet the recording standards you're used to from RPG Academy Network podcasts. Lawful and Orderly streams live on Twitch every Monday at 8pm Eastern, and this audio is pulled directly from our video. Send all complaints to michael at therpgacademy.com and join us on Mondays. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Lan Arcanum, the city of magic. At the nexus of three major ley lines, the city shimmers with magical energy. But that kind of power brings trouble. Trouble that sometimes seems to spawn from thin air. Luckily for the folks of Lan Arcanum, the High Guard take their jobs seriously. LAHG is comprised of many different divisions, but of particular interest is the Special Visions Unit. The SVU deals with the strangest and most disturbing cases in Lan Arcanum. This is one such case. Today's episode Dead End. In a grimy, one story building in the Smiths District, the smoke and steam from a dozen active forges in the neighborhood masks the sunlight and makes the whole district feel oppressive. This is usually the street guard station for the Smiths District, but it is currently the only station for the High Guard. Four High Guard officers, Aaron, Shannon, Illan, and Bark, are gathered in what passes for a break room in this building. Mikhail Pavlovitskyevich is off on a solo investigation while he's suspended and has completely missed everything that's happened in the last week. Uh, which is pretty dramatic. Uh, the original High Guard station was devastated by magical fire just a week ago. Uh, thankfully, the High Guard was temporarily disbanded at the time, so no, off- no officers were killed. Double thankfully, the surprisingly large number of stray animals that Ilan had been rescuing and housing in the basement have all been accounted for, though Ilan has been strictly and firmly warned not to put doggy doors in any more entrances. Well, you know, they're, they're not doggy doors. I keep telling them they're squirrel, chipmunk, and rodent doors. I mean, look, look at poor Bark would not fit through these doors. Uh, well, the size of the doors was enough that all the animals were able to escape. Ilan, Ilan tracked them all down and accounted for every every last uh, rodent. And... We had Aaron and Albert and Abel and Aaron and Adamson. And, and he accounted Andrew for and every Arkham last and one of them. Abel and Adam Gungrund. That was a oh. tough one to spell. He has a mm. long tag. It's a long tag. <laughs> That's just what I was thinking. Yep. Probably and on the leather Bethel of the collar and gray. Beatrice and Bernard and the flames that burned down High Guard Station burned very hot and very quick, destroying almost everything less durable than stone, and even melting some layers of stone in the walls and the floors. The fire brigade is still working with the Stonemasons Guild to dig down to see what remains of the archives, but they've already sifted through the burnt wreckage of the above ground floors. The meager results of that uh, search are laid on a battered table in front of our detectives. The brand new coffee maker sits in a place of honor in the middle of the table. It's dented and smoke damaged, but the engraved autographs from the Draxon 5 are still visible. It does take some finesse to use now, and the coffee tastes a little burnt, but at least it works. Just like mom used to make. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I know things look pretty bad, but... At least we've got the fuel we need to get back on our game, right, everybody? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know why the 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 returned chief didn't accept my suggestion to just move our office out into Kings Park. I mean, there's plenty of unclaimed wilderness. That's a that's a good point, Ellen. Although, 
it's pretty convenient being central in the city to uh, get to the locations of all these crimes. Yeah, yeah, that's that, that's true. And I, I don't mind the Smith smell. It, it goes with the new taste of the coffee. Oh, and it spits your coffee out. <laughs> just hangs it, back. You I'm can, sure but you you barely notice. Uh, the puddle it creates on the floor. It's already a pretty dirty floor. Uh, it, it, to, to match as though as though as though the fire knew where you'd be going. And there's a pile of rocks uh, and charred paper that were recovered from the fire. Uh, the papers are burnt at the edges, but they declare an undying love for Mikhail. Uh, most of them are unsigned, but everyone recognizes the handwriting of Mikhail's obsessive suitor in the mailroom. <laughs> well, at, least, at least we don't have a mailroom here. There is no mail in here. Ours. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, most so, some of the uh, less uh, important high guard uh, positions, some of the non-enforcing positions, have been given uh, uh, a temporary paid leave uh, until until things are a little more sorted out. Luckily for you, uh, there's also a chalkboard recovered with a smudged but still legible basket or bracket. Uh, March Mania has been full of upsets, uh, and technically the only bracket still on track is Bark's, and I'm not 100% sure how Bark managed to pick out a bracket. <laughs> well, you know, he, I, I kept telling him to, to just do one because he, he wanted to enter them all, and I kept telling him that that'd take a lot of time, uh, but anyway, yeah, yeah, Bark, Bark's got game, and uh, he, she definitely knows who the players are and, and who the, the fakers are. Uh, there's, uh, it, luckily, she's um, got a nose for the game. Nose for the game. She was the only player on on our team that could ever score. Oh, that's true. Office, pool. office basket orb is uh, largely dominated by Bark. Was, um, was yeah. There's no basket orb court here in the in this uh, temporary station. Yeah, I, I don't know what these uh, street guardsmen did for fun, but. There are an awful lot of mimeographs of people who just aren't dressed enough for society. <laughs> yes, there are. Uh, you've been, you've been, you've been uh, taking them down as you come across them, but they just be on any flat surface. You seem to find them on the sides they're, of tables. They're just in the, in the backs files of doors. And, yeah, it's, it's buried everywhere. in files. The files. There are the files are mostly just underdressed people and uh, mimeographs of underdressed people. It's bizarre. Uh, the table also was this oh. like a special crimes division of the street guard? Were they cracking down on brothels? No, no, it was just a regular. Guards. It was just the street guard stations are uh, are are all encompassing, but they only have a certain radius. So this is this the station for the Smiths district and surrounds. Well, it's nice so to see cover... them dedicate themselves to something, even if it's just pornography. <laughs> yeah, I, there's nothing wrong with it. Not illegal. Perfectly, perfectly fine. Uh, on the job, maybe not the best place, but. I guess. Uh, there are also a few of the new uniforms on the table uh, designed Ooh. by Officer Shannon Sparks. Um, they're fire resistant. Uh, and since nearly everyone's old uniforms were in their lockers when the building burned down, they're currently standard issue. Uh, the only people with uh, the old uniforms at all are uh, you, Mikhail, and the chief. And uh, the chief is actually wearing the new uniform. Uh, Shannon worked with a. Uh, uh, you worked with a, uh, a mage, a low-level mage, to uh, have it adapt to her uh, body whenever she uh, shifts, whenever she transforms. So whatever form she takes, uh, within a certain, a pretty large range. Um, uh, but as long as she doesn't go above or below that range, uh, it fits her in. Uh, 
still protocol. Yeah, Shannon. Th thanks for these new uniforms. It's, it's nice they don't burn, but this uh, this this poly asbestos blend is really itchy. Yeah, oh. you you still have to wear stuff under it. Like you just can't put put it oh. on. Yeah, that works. yeah. It's an, it's an easy mistake. I, oh. I wore it three times without the undershirt before I realized that you're not supposed yeah. to have one one nipple flap. That's not for nipples. Yeah. Oh, that's not. It's right. for the badge. Just keep that down, Ellen. Right. There you go. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go put my overalls on as underalls. Hold on. Okay. Uh, and uh, with your with your shortest companion out of the room, you turn to your second shortest companion, sort of. Uh, the last thing recovered from the fire was the lifelike statue of a familiar rock gnome. Uh, it is a, it is technically a soul jar, so maybe the magic kept it from melting like some of the other stone. Um, but it's completely undamaged by the fire, and uh, the face looks just as grim and uh, stoic as Mikhail's would if he were here. Oh, it's like yeah. looking at a Mikhail mirror. So angry. Full of hate. I love I, it. I feel like it reflects exactly what his emotions would be if he were here. I wonder Just what he's doing it. right now. Mm. And as you as you all look off to wonder, you hear the the uh, the voice of the chief. Maybe the quietest you ever heard it. It's like a like the low rumble of thunder instead of like a, a, a an ex a nearby explosion. Brown feet, sparks. Wilson, get in my office. Uh, in a minute? Now! Aaron, oh, Aaron oh, kisses okay. the coffee maker and <laughs> heads For to luck. the chief's new office. Kiss the coffee maker. Wow. Like, chief, so you the chief. look amazing. Just so you know, I love that outfit on you. Very nice. Yeah. Well, that's a... Uh, I mean, that's a good compliment. Uh, you did design the outfit, so I'm not 100% sure. It's really a compliment to me. It's kind of a compliment to you. Yeah, uh, but thank you, I guess. Uh, yeah, it's like a compliment to me by way of you. So we both win. I'm not. Well, that's uh, beside the point. Uh, the chief is currently in the only office in the building. Uh, it's all the rest of it's all open space except for the uh, uh, the restrooms and the locker rooms. Uh, she's currently in the form of a light skinned halfling woman with dull brown hair and messy braids. Um, and that's because the desk in this room is uh, designed for a, a halfling or no, it's a small desk. Um. <laughs> So she's sitting behind it, and in the only other chair in the room, uh, balanced precariously, is Durango Broadbone, uh, also wearing the new High Guard uh, outfit. <laughs> it's, Shannon did not design one for someone of his size, so he's got the largest one available, just stretched out pretty much to the max. Like a like a like a wrestler unitard thing he's got going on. Yes, and the sleeve, he actually ripped the sleeves off. <laughs> it was very difficult, but he ripped the sleeves off, and he's just. Uh, you know, in order to get the, the his shoulders just were not going to go. Just were not going to, just kind of not going to fit. Um, uh, the chief says, "All right, take a well, stand in the well, just stand wherever there's room. It's kind of a small office, but uh, yeah, just yeah, everybody's fine." <clears throat> Drango's had another vision. Uh, now I know he's not on the official charter of recognized seers, but I mean that charter's ash now anyway. <laughs> and frankly, even if it wasn't. I'd still listen to him. I, I haven't heard from any of the official seers since last week, and all of our other Red Fletcher leads have dried up. So we're just going to take what we can get this week and see what it is. That's great. Uh, Durango pulls a, a cloudy crystal ball 
um, from his, it's got a little crack along the side, um, as opposed to some of the other seers who have very clear, like, sparkling crystal balls. This is clearly a second-hand crystal ball. Oh. <laughs> it's all still pretty new to me, but I'll do my best. And he... Are, are you making payments on that? Is, is that... Is that, like, rent-to-own? Well, uh, truth be told, I, I found it in the back room here of this, uh, of this station, so... Oh, it was oh don't, that, don't that, that tell was, us what you found on it. That that was in the in the brazier, right? With with the other one. Yeah, well, the other one was a coconut, but ah, uh, this was. Right. This is about to be a crystal. Yeah, it did. It did need some cleaning, but let's not. Yeah, let's just let's just see what. Let, let me just show you what I saw. Maybe and we should touch to, it this time. Can we not touch it somehow? Like uh, you, you got to touch it. That's the way it works. Look at me. I'm holding it. There's no pedestal I can't put anywhere. It's got to be in my hand. The files around your it. sleeve, maybe it's. That might work. Aaron Aaron puts out a pinky. All right. It, it works. Anybody touching it through the cloth, it all clothes, it also works. <laughs> you find yourself in a large sanctuary. Uh, it's You can see this building is built almost entirely of white stone, clean and smooth. It's dark. The glow of candlelight can be seen uh, from the front of the of the sanctuary, the, the, the far end away from the entrance. Through, through a door in the back, is a small office where an old priest, a male lizard folk, sits in pure white robes at a desk, his eyes closed in prayer. He seems to hear something from the sanctuary, opens his eyes, and makes his way to the entrance, walking all the way down the aisle, looking and listening. Serene! Lisa! Did you hear the... But he stops abruptly as he reaches the doors, still barred from the inside, and finds two dead lizard folk bodies lying on the floor in pools of dark green blood. He looks around wildly and says, I do not fear the dead. His voice echoes into the silence for a moment before another voice, chilling and sinister, says, You should. The old lizard folk man turns to run back down the aisle of the sanctuary, headed for the altar. Just as he reaches it, an arrow with red fletching flies from the shadows and bursts into a cloud of dust as it hits him. The priest falls against the stairs without a word, but he seems to still be breathing. After a moment, a figure in a long hooded, dark red cloak walks to the stairs, picks up the old lizard folk man and turns away. You see his face for an instant. It's Vata Bosek, the red Fletcher. And the vision ends. Ugh. That's all I saw. Oh, well, that's, that's a pretty solid sighting. Unless Vata's, uh, I mean, he doesn't have the scroll to mess with visions anymore, so... Nope, it's been recovered and reclaimed. Now, he does still have the pendant, but without the scroll, he can't do any of the wibbly-wobbly vision stuff. Yeah, what what happened to the arrow there? Was it, like, turned into dust somehow? Yeah, I saw that. Um, I don't know if the entire arrow turned into dust or if there was, like, something on the end of it, but uh, it Some definitely sort of didn't sleeping pierce power? him. Has the Red I Fletcher teamed up with the Sandman? Ooh. Sandman, down the street. Oh, not the Bill Sandman. The guy that does the, the sausages. No, 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 not Bill Sandman. Oh, all right. He's a nice guy. Oh, his, his lamb sausages are really good. He's oh. a little racist, I really, guess. Well, you know what, actually, now that I think about it, he's kind of a terrible person, but he has good sausages. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, I don't know if he's teamed up with Sandman. I don't think he's teamed up with Sandman. Uh, and I honestly don't know who that is. Oh, wait. No. It can't have been. And he, he looks aside for a second, staring a thousand yards away into the past. And the chief looks at him 
and waits and looks at you. Shannon, I think he did team up with Mr. Sandman. We're going to have to stop getting those sausages. Well, Dur- uh, Durango? Broadbone? He doesn't, he doesn't, uh, he's still breathing, he's still thinking, he's just, he's just looking stoically into the middle distance. The chief gives him another second and then turns to the rest of you. Uh, anyway, that was Savak Kavas, the high priest of the Church of Mortal Departure. Uh, uh, he was a chartered seer and one of the foremost religious figures in the city. Um, now, if the Red Fletcher has abducted him, his disappearance is going to have a profound impact on this entire city, especially if folks find out that it was the Red Fletcher. Uh, the street guard have been out patrolling the streets uh, pretty much nonstop, and the Black Inquisition are doing whatever. They've confiscated all every bit of evidence from the murder of Iman Scowl, so I hope they're doing work with it. Yeah. Um, but people aren't reassured. That's, I've been out on the streets. Uh, uh, had been out on the streets, um, and people are just not not. Uh, the, the, it's all anyone's talking about. As usual, it's going to be up to us to sort things out. Hmm. <sighs> all right, Chief. We're, we're we're happy to help. Well, uh, I yeah, well, that's good. I and I'd uh, I'd be happy to help too. But uh, the mayor's insisted that Durango and I, are the two most obvious targets, uh, well, that we remain in this building and uh, under twenty-four hour surveillance. I've taken it upon myself before that to assign surveillance to this building and to the previous uh, high guard station to make sure that if uh, the Red Fletcher comes back, if he was looking for something, that, that we got a yeah. beat on him. But Yeah, yeah. You always, you always have those repeat criminals, right, that come back and burn down our headquarters some more? Well, they're not likely <laughs> to... Brownfee's not likely to come back and burn it down again, but he might be likely to come back and dig through if he, he was trying to get... Well, anyway, regardless, I've got folks everywhere. Folks are on me. And... Uh, so it's it's really just uh it's really just you. And uh to be honest, I've got a lot on my plate. Uh with the death of Iman Scowl, uh, old Stone Sniffer has been bumped up to deputy magistrate, and the mayor is actually slated to become a demi magistrate. Whoa. Whoa. Uh yeah. Um I don't know, I've never exactly followed where the mayor falls in the magistrate line, yeah, but I, I believe I, that I, I didn't. Wow, I thought there was a real separation between. You know, I used to think that too, but you know, the mayor's got the Hemi Magistrate, uh, had a Hemi Magistrate on a council, and uh, you know, I it's, guess... it's all politics, right? There's a slippery slope. They just, they just I... slime their way in, politicians. I'd love to avoid politics if I can, but uh, unfortunately, I think we're about to be in the thick of it. You see, the, the there there'll be an election at the end of this year, or at some point later, they might hold a special election. But in the meantime, there has to be an interim mayor. Now, normally, the mayor would pick from one of her councilors, but. One of them's uh, the former mayor, disqualified. Uh, one of them's in prison, and one of them's dead. Oh. Uh, but now, technically, I, I noticed you didn't disqualify either of those last two. Well, no, <laughs> <laughs> both of those individuals are disqualified. Okay, uh, I was but, I thought I was about to learn. I always learn new things about the law. <laughs> no, uh, no, no. Uh, the now, as far as I know, politics aren't that messy yet. Um, but uh, the Bright Steel Adventuring Company has appointed a new, had previously appointed a new leader, and technically that leader inherited the councilor's appointment on the mayor's uh, council. Now, uh, this leader is a uh, Narina Hackleaf, so she's up, I guess, for uh, yeah, she's she's up for possibility of uh, being interim mayor. Um, but I've heard rumors that the mayor's uh, what? Now, we that name familiar, right? Hackleaf. Yeah, oh, we, yes. we accused her of murder once. It was all good. 
Oh, that'd be great. It'd be great to have a mayor that we've accused of, an interim mayor even, that we've accused of murder. Well, uh, not, you, you not know, just to, that. To, to be fair, we've seen her with Vada Bosek a lot. She might be guilty of murder. Yeah, it's likely. <sighs> this whole thing's a mess. I want, I want to, to be honest. her out to, uh, to avoid falsely accusing the mayor's mother of murder. That was oh, good. So we accused her of murder, put her on trial, and then later knocked her out. Mm-hmm. To stop yeah. her from accusing someone else of murder. I'm sure she'll remember that part. It was, it was, it was some bang-up, by-the-book police work with absolutely no surprise twists or unexpected results. Like you'd well. come to expect. Uh, yeah. Well, to be honest, it'd be a lot easier if we could get... Yeah, turn the stuff loading. The meeting's still going on. To be honest, it'd be, it'd be easier if we could get the, uh, the other... The person, the other person the mayor's considering, uh, Adame Savage. Uh, she's an eccentric scholar who used to work with James Hydman back in the day, but uh, she occupies her time now with speaking engagements and special appearances. Uh, again, I don't want to get too political, but Adame Savage would be a much much better appointee as interim mayor for us. Uh, she's expressed her gratitude to the high god of the past. Uh, she's a scholar, um, you know, and actually for whatever her qualities may be, she's kind of a rookie adventurer. And it seems to me that she's really just lucked into this position. It doesn't seem like uh, yeah. she's got the, the chops and leadership. That's mighty suspicious. Well, I, I, I don't know about that. I, uh, I, to be honest, I don't understand politics. I just, I just, <laughs> I would they I'll hear what they tell me and I deal with it. I well, guess what I'm trying to say is chief. Run. And she looks around. Durango is still spaced out. She opens the door <laughs> and looks out. There's no one in the outside room. Everybody in there's no one in this building but the but but us. She closes the door. I guess what I'm trying to say is you're some of the most persistent and resourceful officers I've ever had the pleasure of working with. And I think if anybody can work this mess out, it's gonna be you, so Thanks, Chief. We'll, we'll get right on it. Right, 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 Aaron? I mean, we don't even need yeah. Mikhail. Uh, I mean, he's he's probably the most reliable, but but we got Aaron. We got Shannon. We, I'm sorry, did Martin. you say the officer who I suspended for two weeks is the most reliable? Oh, well. He does, he does have the longest record in the in the force. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's the most senior. Yeah. And, he's, and I think he's the least easily distracted. Oh, yeah. Well, be that as it may, he's not here. That. It's up to the four of you. Ilan. <laughs> We could do Mark, it. Aaron, Shannon, get out of my office and go solve crimes. Dismissed. Yes, Chief. Yes, Chief. <laughs> All right, you go back into the uh, the break room, the 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 rest of the building, and uh, there is there is no one else in this building. It is just you. Durango's still in the Chief's office, and uh... so. Nope. Should we go to the scene of the abduction, Savik Devas's temple? I think yeah. I think that's the best place to start, unless we want to start stirring up trouble. I mean, we we could go investigate what's up with these uh, potential mayors. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. Just just break down Lorena Hackley's door, or or go uh, visit Adina Savage, Savage, Adina Savage. Adana Savage. Adana Savage. You, oh, this thanks, person Chief. The mayor. You better learn their name. Can you Sorry. spell that? Okay. That, all right. All right. Yeah, we 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 can. Yeah, let's let's. I, I haven't been to a church or a temple in a while. Let's let's go there first. What do you guys say? Yeah. Okay. Good. Let's go. All right, and uh, we we cut away. You guys take the paddy wagon over to uh, down to the temple district. 
uh, and you find yourself at a temple at the very edge of the temple district, uh, right next to the uh, the collegiate district. In fact, you're right next to the main camp of campus of the University of Lane Arcanum. Um, but this temple is tall, all white stone and clear glass. It's not exactly inviting, but it's clearly designed to not be intimidating. Whoever designed it didn't really understand how to make something look welcoming. They still wanted the grandiosity, but without like trying to intimidate people. It's not a, it's kind of a, it's not a great building, uh, but you get what they were going for. So maybe, maybe they did do a good job. <laughs> There's a plaque on the front door that has all this written out actually uh, as well. <laughs> you get oh, what they were that. going for. <laughs> what they were going for. See, th this is what happens when you get the copywriters guild to do construction. I mean, back in the construction uh, guild, uh, um, stone union, guild? yeah, the stonemasons guild when when they were on strike. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of compromise, a lot of design by a committee. Yeah, there were a lot of a lot of buildings that had been started by the stonemasons and got finished by the copywriters guild. So it's it's there's a whole section of town that's just very eclectic. And and now none of these buildings can be added onto. Oh. Yeah, that's part of the that's part no. of the, the guild. Anything that the copywriters guild uh, worked on can only be worked on by the copywriters guild. They've all gone back to copywriting. That's yeah, I mean, you'd, you'd have to re reboot it. That's that's the right word, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You reboot. That's how. That's what you do. You reboot buildings. Yeah. Uh, great. Well, um, let's get inside, huh? Let's let's go yeah. find out where this kidnapping happened. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of like the dim, uninviting, inviting look. It's it's austere. Austere is a very good word to describe it. And as you enter, uh, uh, you see the word austere written in uh, ancient elven on on one of the the, the arches. Good mm. penmanship for stonework, yeah. Again, copyright. I mean, copywriters guild, yeah. right? Yeah. Who else? Uh, so you see, uh, you see, uh, you come in through the the double the double doors, which were barred in the vision. You see the altar. You see the the aisle, the stone pews, the the soaring ceilings, the glass. You see Savak Kavas standing at the altar. You see the the very religious iconography on the walls. I'm sorry, uh, uh, narrator. Could you pews. could you back up? Could you back you up see, a tick? Yeah, the um, the iconography. Uh, who the was books? that at the altar? Was there a figure of some kind? Yeah, Savak Kavas, high priest uh, of the Church of Mortal Departure. Wait, cool. he's just hanging out. Standing at the, he's uh, standing at the uh, altar, uh, sort of like a, sort of like a pedestal. I don't know what they call those in churches. Uh, but yeah, standing in white, resplendent white robes. Uh, just he's not looking up, just looking down, clearly busy with something at the altar, sort of shifting back and forth a little bit on his feet. But uh, hi, I'm Ellen. You shout that because you're the other end of the sanctuary from from the altar. <laughs> yep. Yeah. If Ellen goes running, Aaron goes jogging after. Shannon's <sighs> bricks and walking. Why, yeah, that, that eye roll was canonical. So big. Ilan also has small feet. So you get to the other end of the sanctuary. Uh, and then, sure enough, Savat Kavas, the figure you just watched uh, be shot with an arrow and taken away by the Red Fletcher, is standing at the altar. Hi. Uh, hello, fellow mortals. He looks up at you, and it's... Definitely the same guy, old, like, aged lizard folk man in the white robes. But funny you should Please, phrase it that way. That's let us silently contemplate our faiths. You are welcome to peruse the small lending library of religious doctrines. He indicates a bookshelf on the far wall. But, and then he goes back to his work. But, but we, we, but, oh. Hmm. 
Uh, pod, pardon me, your holiness, but... I understand that you wish to speak with me, but I am in the midst of some taxing theological work. Please, perhaps you can return on another day. And he gestures friendly to the main door and returns to his work. I have but one short question, your holiness. Do you fear the dead? Your persistence is admirable, but I must insist that you leave. He gestures forcefully at the main door and returns okay, to his work. Okay, guys, I guess he has no idea that the Red Fletcher is coming to kidnap him. <laughs> he does not respond to that. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Aaron cast Detect Magic. <laughs> Aaron, you cast Detect Magic? That's a weird thing to do. Yep. Uh, you don't need to roll for that. But is it... Uh, you- you you see that uh, you see that the Savat Kavas appears to be almost like he's made of illusion magic, uh, uh, and as he does that, as you do that, he looks up again and says, "I will be in my private office. Please remain in silent contemplation here, or perhaps return another day." And he walks uh, silently to the open office and sits at the chair behind his desk, still radiating illusion magic. All right, he's uh, he's a fake, you guys. There's nothing there. No. Yeah, and Aaron, Aaron, Aaron walks right up, right up to where he's sitting at his desk, and like pu- pushes his finger through him. Oh, you do. And as you walk up to him, he says, "Hello, fellow mortals. Please let us silently contemplate our fates. You're welcome to peruse the small lending library of religious doctrines." And he gestures out the door to the lending library, the bookshelf at the far end of the sanctuary. Good work, Aaron. That was that was good thinking. Aaron Aaron takes his chair and like rotates him so he's facing it away from everyone <laughs> towards Now the... it looks like now it looks like he's like straddling the chair backwards. <laughs> <laughs> briefly tries to put a ridiculous hat on him that she had in her back pocket and uh failing that uh then says, "Okay, so uh, I guess the catacombs uh, where where the, where we witnessed the vision probably downstairs. Should we go down there? Or where 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 where, where was kind of trying to frame up the shot that we got through? I mean, um, half giant height, third eye. Why don't you give? Yeah, why don't you give me um some kind of a uh, roll for that? Perception or investigation maybe? Or yeah, if you can think of something else. Roles. It's got to be something ridiculous. Like how about uh, religion? <laughs> oh, oh do we have somebody who could do that? Let's make that. We stuff happen. We have a former yeah, church fashion barista. Oh, and it's looking pretty flipping good. Uh-oh. I'll say. Heck Oops. yeah, I got a 16 plus 4. Boom! Boom! Yeah. So, uh, so what was Shannon looking for? Shannon is looking for anything that could hint of some sort of wrongdoing in this guy's room in this temple. Like, is he involved with CD people? Maybe she's going to check like a ledger on his desk. Maybe she's going to check to see if he's had any visitors recently. That's what um, Shannon is looking for. Perfect. So uh, as you're you're looking around the room and kind of tracing your way back to the altar and back and forth to the room, um, you see uh, you find uh, looking at the altar and you say, "Oh wait a minute, this should be uh, this altar is actually like." Pointed. This actually be actually angled a little bit. The the Church of uh, Mortal Departure actually they they always try and face uh, away from the entrance a little bit. They're tilt a little bit. So you tilt the altar a little bit, and you see a, a small pile of dust uh, lying at the edge of where the altar was. 
Uh, right along the floor, like where the, uh, from where you moved the altar. Okay. Was it the same dust that was on the arrow? That... Almost certainly. Yeah, okay. it's where the arrow struck was right by the altar. Hey guys, I found some ash. Some crazy ash. <laughs> Don't eat it. Don't eat it. Don't eat it. Don't eat it. Uh, Bart gets a snoot full of it and, and <laughs> sneezes it out. And uh, actually, give me a constitution saving throw for Bark. Oh, Bark. Come on, Bark. Sticking your nose in it. Is, uh, well, th- that's interesting. So so the scent <laughs> ability gives advantage to any checks that have to do with scent. Yeah, so, so go give... and roll disadvantage then ah! for this one. Good call. Good call, Scott. Thank you. That's a good right. point uh, you made. 12 and 10 on the die. Uh, oh, man. Plus one yeah, is 11. Not... No, not enough. All right. Uh, so Bark, uh, Bark gets a big snootful, sneezes it out, staggers a little bit, and then lays down and goes to sleep. Ah, <laughs> oh, good. Um. Well, I think it's safe to say that the priest was knocked out with whatever this powder is before being carried away. Uh, somebody could give me uh, like a nature check or or survival or maybe investigation to try and figure out uh, maybe learn what the what the powder is Definitely what the dust survival. is. Yeah, that'll uh, do it. Ilan says, you know, back in the burbs, we had a lot of experience. Uh, growing up in the burbs, we have a lot of experience with powders. Hmm. Mm. Sometime you'll have to tell us that story, Ilan. That's that's a twelve. She that is grind good. some on her gums. Oh, that's <laughs> not a good idea. <laughs> Oh. Illid immediately gets woozy. Can you give me a constitution saving though for Illid, please? Damn it! Why does it works in the movies? Uh, that's a nineteen on the die. Plus two okay. is twenty-one. Okay, so Illid is fine, and Illid immediately recognizes that this is powdered dried red blind leaf. Powdered dried. It has uh... been red blind leaves that have been dried out and then crushed into a fine powder. They're not quite as potent as fresh red blind leaves. Uh, they act they act a little more slowly, but you see they're still pretty potent because it knocked out uh, you know knocked out bark and uh, Ilan was able to sort of spit it out really quickly before it really affected her. But uh, but they could definitely tell that it was. Uh, it, it, it tastes like that leaves. that tea stuff that that tea leaf lady had, except yeah. worse and more sleepy. Well, Fair. That uh, uh, that points to uh, Narana Hackleaf. Then uh, she, at least in our experience, she's the only person we know messing around with red blind leaf. And yeah, leaves in general. Oh well, uh, Taranko Broadbane was also into leaves. Yeah, but his were different. They were they were not the knocky outy sleepy kind. Yeah. Well, they all came. They were all so red bane leaves and red blind leaves look very similar, and they're found in the same place. So they were both supposed to be getting red bane leaves, uh, but Narana <coughs> grabbed red blind leaves because she's not good at it. Uh um, Aaron. Yes. Hello, what do, Marty. What does Aaron want to do? Uh, Aaron. Aaron wants to look for the the signs of the corpses of the two acolytes that we that were in the vision and see if he can find at least the blood stains or some evidence that they were cleaned up or carried away. That's a good idea. Why didn't you give me a check for that? All right. I'm thinking, I'm, yeah. I was thinking investigate. That'll do it. All right. We'll try it out. And we will have a 17 on the die plus four. Whoa. Holy guacamole. We are racking up these uh, successes. 
Uh, so while Ilan, it's that uh, coffee, sits... like when he's got the coffee, oh, man, man, Aaron is like. <laughs> so Ilan sits down with Bark while Bark is taking a breather. Uh, Aaron wanders Aaron, to the other Aaron end of the temple. Aaron his flask of coffee to Ilan for, for Bark, <sighs> and then sets off to go look. Good thinking. That'll that'll bring Bark around pretty soon. Uh, so uh, so Aaron goes to the other end of the temple, right by the double doors, and uh, gets down, looks around, gets down on his knees. Uh, lifts up, you know, slaps the things, is moving things around, and uh, sure enough, finds a small dark green stain beneath one of the stone pews. It's very small, it's right against the pew, but there it is. That's lizard folk blood. Quick, put it in your uh, gums. Oh, and no. in fact, as he's down there, he sees another one a little bit further down, and then another even smaller one uh, right up against the wall next to a, a small alcove. Oh. Okay, yep, he's, he's going to start tapping the wall, looking around, hollow points. Any any lamps or anything to pull on? Uh, there's not, but uh, as you as you just push around wildly and randomly, you sure enough, uh, something slides a little bit, and uh, the back wall uh, slides, you know, uh, about a foot to the right, mm-hmm. and uh, you see a, a steep stone staircase leading down. It smells yeah, musty. Go head down there, Aaron. Why don't you check that out? I have one six-inch heels, so take one. I guess that's fair. Ellen, how are, how are you feeling? You want to join me check this out? Yeah, 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 absolutely. That... If you're in the uniform, does everybody have six-inch heels? I think that they should be on them and have to wear them at some point. By I mean, right now, you guys are all in your new uniforms. I think that's you're all idea. wearing heels yeah. of various lengths. Yeah, yeah. Jeffrey, that is going to come back to hurt us. <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm, I'm marking that down. We're gonna get disadvantage on walk across the room rolls. <laughs> to, to be fair, I feel like uh, proportionately, uh, uh, Ilan and Mikhail get three inch heels. Yeah, it's 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 a proportionate amount of heels. So not yeah. everybody doesn't have six inch heels, but you all have significant heels. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, well perfect. Cobblestone steps. We go. This is really awkward. <laughs> it makes me feel like I'm falling forward all the time. Ah, ah, ow, 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 yep, ow, yep. Ow. Bumps, ow. bumps into Aaron down and falls fast. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. I, Are I, you I, okay? I'm not good at stairs yet. I need more practice. Stairs <laughs> yet. So you find yourselves uh, in um, dark stone, uh, kind of damp tunnels, um, uh, and for a second. You realize everything looks familiar, and then you remember that you're right next to the University of Lane Arcanum, and these are the very same catacombs where you first met Durango Broadbone. Mm. And uh, a little poking around, and you find the vines of red bane and red blind leaves. Oh, yeah. And, uh, this is that place where I, he had that apartment, right? It was. It's a great place. It's got a lot of room. Can um, I have a nature or survival check from Ilan? Here we go. Oh. Ah, yes, it was a five, but then it rolled off of my graph paper, and now it's a natural 20. Oh. oh! Holy moly. Okay, this is very good for you. So, first of all, <laughs> you realize uh, that someone has been tending to these red blind vein, uh, vines. Yeah. Jerks. Uh, they've been curating them and carefully plucking select leaves off of it so that the, the vines continue to grow. These have been and, pruned. Uh, and, and sprayed yes. with water and sung too gently in, 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 in a uh, high pitch. They, the red blind leaves always prefer a high pitch singing to. Someone's yeah, been taking you, good care of these. Yeah, not as good as you, but they've been taking really good care of it. Um, this is someone who knows, who has learned. Dylan, stop touching it. How, how do you but, investigate things? 
But what Illyn realizes as they lick the, the leaves, Ew. this tape, you know what? You're pretty sure that in your pack, you might be able to dig out enough stuff to whip up uh, an antidote to red blind uh, unconsciousness. So with your natural 20, you quickly whip up a single dose of red blind antidote. So if anybody gets hit with any amount of red blind, powdered or fresh, you can bring them uh, right back to consciousness in, in just a hot moment. I've never been proud to have an herbalism kit in my inventory before this moment. <laughs> geez, geez, Ellen, I don't know. Playing with all these plants feels like a real waste of time when we're supposed to be police officers. I can't see any possible this is, way this would come in handy down the road. I really fun. hope that this is time well spent. Come on, guys. I, I keep asking you to garden with me. I mean, it's it's now more important than ever that we can't play basket orb, right? You just you just gotta you gotta you gotta get a hobby. Ellen's like mixing in the, all the time. We're in the dark, right? Like it's 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 caves. Oh yeah, it's there's there's a little bit of light trickling down the stairs, but if nobody has used a light, I was, was going to say like thing, Aaron. Aaron has pulled out his penny whistle and cast light <sighs> on the mouthpiece, and he's just standing over Ellen like, to help, and it's just like, oh my god! It's like you got that person. You're trying to change something. You're trying to fix something. And somebody's going to stand there with the light. Like no, no, it's yeah. it's it's yeah. moved like to the left. Do you, do you need a hand? No, I, I've got it. I got it. Stop it up, and, and we'll just put it on Bark's collar. You'd be a rescue dog. <laughs> That's the best thing. You guys, this is, you guys are on fire. This is the best thing. Okay. <laughs> so in your, in your varying length heels with Bark, uh, with Bark's new uh, standard issue, Leonard Canham high guard collar, complete with a small antidote for red blind poison. Um, uh, you, uh, you make your way uh, down the catacombs. Ellen is leading the way, uh, noting the little bits of, of a red blind leaf or Do you guys remember the song from last time we were here? Trail. It was it was two lefts right and up and then two downs. You yeah. gotta take the ladder, but not all the way because there's a spike trap. It's a spike trap. Then you jump over the little pit <laughs> trap. You go <laughs> down the pole and then through the little crumbled ball <laughs> section. And Aaron Aaron puts the, the penny whistle in his mouth to play, but it's still got light cast on it, so like <laughs> light just shoots out of his teeth whenever it's he's a little <laughs> It's a little surreal, and with that with you doing a penny whistle and light coming from your mouth in a bizarre fashion, you find yourself stepping into a large, open, curved room. Uh, take two lefts and what? Oh. It's, it's been a significant walk. You guys have been walking for uh, quite a while, and you've been taking some turns with following Ellen's, uh, Ellen's uh, directions and following the trail of red blind leaves. Uh, and this room is, is very large. Not gigantic, but... Uh, 30 or 40 feet in diameter, circular. Uh, along the walls, you see um, more than a dozen figures in bright silver chains. Um, they all, at first blush, you can't tell if they're alive or dead, but you see a couple of them move a little bit as you as your whistling comes into the room, uh, right, right, obviously, right before you stop. Um, in the center of the room is a shining, a shining pendant sitting on a pedestal made of um, translucent orange crystal. Uh, the, the lines of barely visible, but still visible even to those of you without detect magic, energy are stringing from the pendant to each of the people chained up on the wall. And as as Aaron holds his light higher and higher and you look around, you begin to recognize some of these people. Clara Caliano, the high priest of the Church of Fashionology, 
James Hindman, the high priest of the Keepers of the Real, uh, the the nameless, not nameless, the the tall, thin, bald, pale seer who has a name that you don't know that we never uh, remember that you never. It's, even it was this guy a but priest? It's not Christopher. It's not Christopher. It's not Christopher. It's definitely not even Richard. Um, that guy. Um, you see, uh, uh, Finwick. The rotund goblin, right. uh, chained to the was, wall, the high priest of the. Uh, yep. How yep. does that guy qualify to be here? He's technically an official seer, chartered on chartered on the list, uh, and you see a number of other high priests, including Savak Kavas, the high priest of the Church of Mortal Departure, who you saw kidnapped in your vision. Well, guys, I guess we know why the phone's not ringing. <laughs> Yeah, that's 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 one way to get past the the vision problems that we have. Just take away the seers and replace them with animatronic, boring holograms that make church endless, not interactive. Should should we fix this problem, or or is it is it almost bad? No, no, it's not better. It's not better. It can't be better. No, no, we we should we should unlock them, right? So yeah, you guys are all just standing at the one end of this room. Is anybody going to do anything, or well, are you all just debating the the, the value of freeing high priests and having to attend church again? Uh, are there is there anything that's like I don't know? Is this like weaponized at all? Like if we try to get them down or unlock anything? Um, why don't you give me Why don't you give me a perception check oh, if you just want to stay on the doorway, or an investigation check if you want to go in further? Uh, or if you can justify see. something else, I would okay. be willing to listen. Uh, you know, I think I'm gonna do a little. Uh, I'm gonna do a little investigation. Okay, so out. you're gonna go up. You're gonna enter the room, go around, and, and look closely at things without touching anything. Uh, so I got a twelve and a two. Uh, twelve with a plus two, yeah. or did you roll twice? No, no, I just rolled. Can I roll twice? No, no, we don't want to do uh, that. <laughs> 12, yeah, 12 plus cool. 2 is fine. Yeah. Uh, so you discover that none of the, as far as you can tell, none of the chains are trapped in any way. Uh, they are definitely like anti-magical chains. Mm. So these these people chained up are not going to be able to perform any magic. Um, but while you're looking around, you turn your attention to the pedestal in the center and you see that the shining thing on top of this crystal pedestal is the pendant of Grisachi. And... <gasps> And buried in the heart of this translucent crystal is a glowing red ring that you recognize as Vulcan. Whoa. That ring! I hate that ring! But let's. Uh, this can't. We, we do the. Uh, Ilan runs up and reaches out her hand and then, like, does the Indiana Jones thing, right? Like, sweat starts beating past her flat little banged haircut, right? Into her eyes. And she's like, uh, uh, guys, it, I'm. I'm usually pretty enthusiastic, but it, it can't be this easy, right? It, it, I mean, is, is someone going to stop me, or am I just going to pull yes. this thing and we're all going to die in horrible fire? Pretty trap-like. Um, hey, how long does detect magic last? Um, I think you've I think you've lowered your you've lapsed your concentration on it. Shannon uh, can you, detect magic. There you go. Shannon could also detect magic if she wanted to. Okay, well, I'm going to detect some magic in here. So, all right. Um. um you you your eyes glow with magical energy for a second and then the whole room sort of shifts um you see um at the core of each of the people chained to the wall is a tiny kernel of magical energy they are they are almost entirely priests or wizards of some kind 
uh, the manacles they're chained to are dark black voids that suck in light. These are anti-magical. They are anathema to magic. And in the middle, you see two bright, almost blindingly bright points of light. Um, one coming from the pendant, radiating the most powerful illusion magic you've ever seen. And one coming from the ring embedded in the crystal, radiating um, probably the most powerful evocation magic you've ever seen. I don't know how many often, how often Shannon goes around detecting magic on powerful magical artifact, uh, magical a lot. items, but it's a lot. Well, then maybe, maybe not the most powerful uh, right. invocation magic you've ever seen, okay. but pretty powerful. Okay. Second okay. or third on the list. Oh. Yeah. Oh my God, guys! I I'm detecting some second or third type powerful energy in here. Wow, that's that's almost the first type of magical energy. Is that bad? I don't. I mean, does that mean I should touch I, the thing? Yeah, oh, you like... should definitely not touch oh, the thing, kidding. officer. Oh, hey, feet. hey, buddy. And at the other end of the room, you see a figure in a dark red hooded cloak step in, a quiver of red-fleshed arrows at a sip and a bow in one hand. Oh. Officers, uh, it seems I just can't get away from you. Thanks for listening to Lawful and Orderly Special Visions Unit. Join our detectives again next time for the thrilling conclusion of... Dead End. Same RPG time. Same RPG Academy. Scott Brown can be found on Twitter at G-E-O-W-T-F. Jeffrey Copeland can be found on Twitter at A-T-L underscore Spielberg. Marty McGuire can be found on Twitter at Schmarty. And Andrew J. Young can be found on Twitter at that one GM. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider sharing it with a friend or leaving a review on our iTunes page, which helps other listeners find the show. Thanks.